Hi everyone and welcome back to Relationships Rock. Today we're talking about closure and clarity. When I posted closure and clarity on my status, some people thought I meant on how to get close to others, which is actually really interesting because I do think that through closure, you are able to let somebody else get close to you again, right? Only when you really fully close that door is when you're able to see that other doors or even windows have opened for you. But today I'm talking about breakups, letting go, moving on, dealing with the pain of letting somebody go, gaining clarity on why it didn't work, getting closure that this person was not for you, allowing you to fully close that door, and also knowing when to revisit an idea. This is a very common topic. I know I always say that, and it's always true, you know, especially when it comes to heartbreak. I mean, dating is all about opening up. If you don't open up, you can't truly know if it works with someone. And when you open up, you gain the risk of getting hurt. So if you're hurting, that means that you opened up. That means that you connected with someone. So I want to stop and acknowledge that. Pat yourself in the back. It means that you're doing something right. My mom would always say how there's three types of people that come into your life. There's people who come for a short period of time and then and then they go, you never see them again. There are people who come and go, right? You might have like high school friends who, you know, you're close in high school, you kind of had a few years apart and then all of a sudden they come back into your life. And then there's people who are always a part of your life. I think the problem is, and the pain really comes from when we don't want to let that, that person go. When we don't want to let people go, we want them to stay longer than they were meant to. I strongly believe that every person that comes into your life is for a reason, whether we're meant to learn something from them or they're meant to learn something from us. They're part of our journey. They're part of your journey. Every person that you meet is part of your journey. I know I always use that phrase, dating is part of your journey, because life is a journey. And it's not so much about what happens in your journey, but who you become in the process. And sometimes in the journey, in the process, we become the right person for our spouse. We're all born imperfect individuals, and it's our experiences and our choices that shape us. I want you to think for a moment about people that you have dated, or even if you haven't dated so much, think about people that have changed you. You know, sometimes we have an idea, an expectation of what that perfect person looks for us, who we're going to end up with, right? Our, our Prince Charming or the perfect dream woman of our lives. And when we meet someone who seems perfect, but then we realize that they're not, we learn to value other traits. And only then can we truly appreciate the person that we are meant to end up with. It's almost like you kind of are able to see other people with different eyes based on your experience. You're able to appreciate them better. And I feel like if anyone's listening here and they're married, you probably know what I'm talking about. Missing someone is a sign that they had a meaningful impact in your life, but it doesn't mean that they need to be in your life. And this is where clarity comes in. Sometimes we're so hot to have a conversation with the person who we're breaking up with or who's breaking up with us. And we can ask questions and understand why they're breaking up and why they're saying no. I want to differentiate here for a minute between going out with someone and breaking up after, you know, one to three times and holding on to the idea of them, right? That fantasy, what they represent for you. Versus going out with somebody longer, when you already dropped the shadhan, you had a stronger connection and you're not sure why it ended. 
So ideally, when you've dropped the Sharhan, I think you really owe it to the person you have to have a closer conversation with them. When you give them an opportunity to understand why it didn't work. When one person makes a decision and and then they notify the other person, it doesn't really feel like they were in a relationship at all. Just like in a relationship, you make decisions together. So too, when you're ending the relationship, it should really feel like it was a decision that you made together. Even if you're coming into it knowing that you're going to end it. I also, by the way, recommend giving the person a heads up so they don't show up to a date thinking you're going to have a good time, but rather expressing, you know, even beforehand, could be by text, like, hey, I'm looking forward to talking tomorrow. There are a few things I'm having doubts on that I would like to discuss. Also, in an ideal world, a couple is checking in with each other throughout the dating process, how the other person is feeling, and if there are any questions that they can answer for them. So, In an ideal world, it really shouldn't come as a surprise, a complete shock, like, oh my gosh, where did this come from? And if it is a complete shock, that's also part of the introspection that that you're going to go through of why did I think it was perfect when the other person didn't, right? Like at which point was this ending? What was I imagining? And so forth. You know, obviously there are concerns and doubts that you cannot express to the other person, right? The main one and the one that comes up a lot is attraction. You can't tell a girl you're dating, I'm not sure if I'm attracted to you. I mean, that's something she will never get over. Even if you get to a point where you are attracted to them and you try to convince them otherwise, it's almost like this seed of doubt that will just stay with them. So what happens when the reason is something like attraction, which is something you really can't say, or something that's more nuanced, like a personality difference that doesn't really mesh well, or something about the family or themselves that they reveal that you're not comfortable with? This is hard, and I think it's hard also when the other person keeps asking and pushing and almost like they want you to say the reason, even if they know the reason will be painful. So I think this is where it's not so much what you say, but how you say it. So I'm going to give you four tips to express a reason of why something's ending that could be a little bit delicate. Number one. Always begin with a compliment. Say all the things you appreciate about the person, especially if you have been together for a month or two. There's a connection there. There was a relationship that there was giving and taking. Tell them what you learned about them and how you grew from this experience. It will allow the other person and for you also to feel like this had a purpose. This was part of the journey. This had a beginning, a middle, and an end. And and there was purpose to it. Number two. Then say something like, I honestly love spending time with you and I have enjoyed the time we spent together, but it feels to me like we're just friends. I don't feel like it's developing more. And obviously be ready for the other person to say, give it more time and have a response for that. Like whether it is, I already spoke to somebody about this, um, you know, I, I spoke to my Rebbe or... I I did give it time. Like I said, again, ideally, this is not something that you're expressing for the first time when you're breaking up with them, if it's been dating for a while, but something you have kind of hinted at throughout of, I'm connecting with you on a friend's level, but I'm not getting beyond that. And, you know, the girl might kind of blurt out like, and I know I'm saying it as if it's only the guy, it happens both ways also, but whoever it is, the girl, the guy might blurt out and say, so you don't think I'm attractive, you don't think I'm pretty. Of course, you know, <laughs> you do say that they are there. There's always something beautiful and pretty and attractive about them. Obviously, you were in a relationship for a little bit of time. So there was something. So highlight that. Um, 
but once again kind of come back to that line which you're going to just repeat so that you don't have to go beyond that but just again of the I, I enjoy spending time with you right you have to acknowledge that the relationship wasn't all bad that the other person wasn't imagining that you were in a relationship like the relationship was real but there's an aspect that you can't get past number three if it's something like they revealed they're on medication and you just can't deal with that so say I'm so honored that you felt comfortable sharing this with me and that was it's so it was so delicate and so difficult to share you know that I would never tell anyone the truth is that I looked into it I spoke to my Rebbe or my mentor or a psychiatrist I did my own research and I don't think I'm the right partner to support you on this journey make the focus on you not the other person meaning it's not that the other person has a problem it's that you are not able to take this on right i mean ultimately what you're saying is i don't want to um but i think you have to be very delicate because whenever anyone reveals something that's very delicate for them it's obviously you know they're, they're very self-conscious about it and they almost feel like they're, they're going to be judged by it that the biggest fear that anyone has when they reveal something is that you're going to dump them because of that so be mindful of it honor and respect and highlight that they felt comfortable that you're that, that you, you know that this relationship was good because there was that trust in there and that trust will remain even when the relationship doesn't. But that you did your research, um, that's the number one thing people kind of push on. Well, did you look into it? Are you making assumptions? Um, and also that you came to the conclusion that this is something that you cannot handle, that you are not able to be there for them. Number four do not leave things open-ended well right now it's not going to work when you leave it open-ended it makes the person feel like there could be hope and then they're not really able to move on you know do not keep people on a back burner well if nothing else comes up like we could get back together right like I'll, I'll i'll settle for them if you really care about this person then give them the reasons that will allow them to move on and let them go so aside from those tips, I want to suggest some questions that you can have in this closure conversation. Obviously, use your own judgment based on how deep the relationship was. Number one, what did you think are my best qualities? And likewise, share them with the person. You know, always use an opportunity to make the person feel good and let them know that it was all not bad. I think people really struggle when they kind of, the breakup kind of makes it feel like the whole thing was a fantasy, the whole thing wasn't real. And, and sometimes it is that case, the person really was imagining. But most of the time, um, there was good to the relationship. And when they don't know the reason, it's hard for them to kind of pinpoint, wait, what did I do wrong? Was I just imagining this whole thing? Number two, another question is, what do you think we each brought to our relationship? Again, it's, it's a very much like a, a clarity, a closure question, a way to kind of say, how do we grow together? What were our best qualities? What did we both bring and give to each other? Number three, do you think we both contributed to this end? This is also an opportunity to get feedback and to get clarity about what could have been done differently and also accountability. Number four, when did you know that we were done in your mind? This is a painful question to ask, but it can also give you a lot of insight and awareness. And number five, and finally, is there anything you want to ask me? Give them the opportunity to ask whatever is in their hearts of hearts. Give them the opportunity to talk to you, to get that clarity, and then make it clear that it is over. There is no coming back. 
and that you both are, are able to and open to move on. Now, what happens when you don't have the opportunity to have this conversation? You just get a text message from the person saying, hey, I thought about it and we're not shy. And they're not willing to talk, right? They're not interested in having a conversation. Or maybe you're still going through the shadchan and you think, hey, this is going great. I'm so excited. And the other person says, I don't want to continue. So the first thing that I recommend is that you write a letter to the person. Do not send it. I repeat. Do not send this letter. You're not writing this letter to be sent. You're writing this letter because this is an opportunity to say everything you would have wanted to say if you were given the chance. And after you write this letter, I suggest you burn it. <laughs> this is not the type of letter where you stop and think, what are you going to say? And then type it again and erase and delete. This is just like freestyle writing, letting it all out. I recommend putting some music that kind of gets you in that mood and that spiritual and that open feeling, crying mood. It's a very um, therapeutic process. I'm very into writing letters in general for letting go, for forgiving. And you always end with forgiveness, with blessings. You kind of close that letter, you burn it, and it's like a, it's like a way of kind of letting go. Oftentimes through this process of writing a letter or thinking through of what happened, or even through talking to or even through talking to a dating coach, by the way, feel free to reach out, shameless plug here. Uh, you can also gain clarity on what really happened. You know, it's easy to look back at something with pink colored glasses, but no relationship is perfect. And when you look back and you try to find reasons for yourself of why it didn't work out, it helps you move on as well. And when you have that clarity, capture it, so you can come back to it in the future when you need it. The most important thing for you to realize is that, you know, you need to analyze what really happened in that relationship? What was not perfect? What wasn't working for you? Not so much about, okay, why did they say no? But why was this not shayach for you? Why was this not the right match for you? And the beautiful thing is that Baruch Hashem, Baruch who sends us people along the way to help us. Sometimes a dating coach or a mentor or a friend or a Rebbe can really help you see that clearly. So don't be afraid to reach out to someone for help. Remember also that emotions and life in general is not linear. So just because you have a rough day doesn't mean that you're back at the bottom. We all feel lonely sometimes and it's easy to romanticize the one thing that we had, especially if it was the most real, the most deep, or even the only thing that we had. You know, I've spoken to people who break up with a narcissist, which I'm not saying it's, it's your case here. And even when they realize, oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be out of it, right? They still miss them. There's a comfort in someone you know and someone that knows you. There's also a security and a comfort of knowing that you have someone and that you don't have to be actively looking. Shidochim is so hard that it's really so painful to have to start over again. You know, whenever I reach out to someone and I say, hey, are you available? And they say, no, I'm busy. When they come back and they say, I'm available now, I always mention to them, you know, like, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, it must be so hard to have to start over again and, and that process. And, 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 and honestly, they're always so touched. Like, like, how did you know? And it's like, because of course, you know, part of the, the hardest thing about breakup is that you have to date again. You have to be in this process again. So, Sometimes it's not so much that the relationship was so great, is that there was a comfort in knowing that you didn't have to date, that you were that that you were part of the shit of crisis, right? That you were in kind of like, like a safe heaven. As I mentioned before, when you miss someone, it means that they had a meaningful impact in your life. But it doesn't mean that they need to be in your life. I also believe that every person we meet is for a reason. I also believe in past lives, tikkunim, I know I'm Sfardi. And sometimes you meet someone and you're like, 
oh my gosh, like I know you, like I get you, I know you, my neshama recognizes your neshama. I'm not sure if you've ever felt that before. Like we were together in a past life, but just because you were together in a past life doesn't mean that you have to be together in this life. Sometimes it's just a matter of finishing something that wasn't finished, paying a debt, helping them for a time, and then you're meant to let go. And for the people who know that they were with the wrong person, but it feels so good and you miss that in a way that like toxicity, because it feels comfortable or because it was something, anything, sometimes the only closure we need is knowing we deserve better. And I'll say that again for the people on the back. Sometimes the only closure you need is the understanding that you deserve better. You can't change people. You can't force them to be with you. I think the reason why people use the word closure and say, I want to ask more questions and any closure is because they feel like if they only got to speak to them, they would understand better. Or maybe they could even convince them to get back together with them. So I'm going to tell you a harsh truth that will help you get the closure you need when nothing else worked. If the person doesn't want to talk, if they didn't give you a reason, then I'll give you a reason. They're not interested in being with you. I know it's harsh, but it's not a mistake. They're not doubting it. If you know how to reach them, guess what? They know how to reach you. If you know people that know him and can ask him, guess what? He also knows people who know you and can ask you. If he or she broke things off, it's because they're not interested. And you deserve to be with somebody who wants to be with you. Not someone who needs to be convinced. Not someone who was persuaded. And and if only they heard you, they would come back to you. No, you're worthy of being loved, of truly being loved. You know what love is? Someone wanting and being willing to commit to you with all your imperfections. I'm a big believer that you open all the doors and you let Hashem close the ones that are not for you. And when a door closes or literally slams in your face, you say thank you, Hashem, because it was a bracha. You don't know what he saved you from, but it's always a bracha. Sometimes, or really most of the time, it's really through suffering that we grow. I know it's so hard. I I think that honestly, one of the hardest things as as a parent that I've come to realize is seeing your kids suffer through something, but knowing that if you intervene, they're not going to grow from it. Um, I I remember one of my kids was um, being bullied. And we were, you know, it was like a constant thing with like some specific kids. And we were at a park and I saw it happen. And I I had trained my daughter already of like what to say and how to respond. And I'm going to start tearing here. I remember sitting and I was um, looking the other way and I, I heard it happening. And literally all I wanted to do was get up and like beat those kids up. I know that sounds horrible, but when is your child? You know what I'm talking about. I was so so sad and she was really so young and she was really suffering from this. And I, 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 I just, I didn't do anything. I just sat there and I said, she needs to learn to defend herself. If I intervene, she's not going to grow from this. And I remember she responded back, like I told her and she walked away and she came over to me and she was like, mommy, I said, well, you said, and it worked. And Baruch Hashem, the bullying actually stopped. And And trust me, it was like the hardest thing to watch my daughter suffer, right? To watch her and know that I could literally in one second stand up and intimidate these kids and they wouldn't do it in front of me. But other kids might. It's kind of this understanding that that I want to give over to you. Sometimes we go through 
to times of suffering because that's how we grow. That's how we learn. It's not enough for somebody else to tell you that. You have to kind of live through it. And I know there's might be times, if you, especially if you went through a really rough breakup where you say, oh my gosh, like why did I have to go through that? I wish we had never met. I wish we hadn't, hadn't gone through that. Why couldn't I just meet the person for me at 19 and get married like so-and-so and yada, yada, yada. But this was part of your journey. You were meant to meet her and you were meant to grow from this. And if you didn't grow from this, then you wasted this time. You know, it's honestly not wasted time if you grow from this. If you say, this was part of my learning process. If you grow from it, then it was someone who came into your life to teach you something. Sometimes the most painful moments, and I'm speaking from experience again, are the ones that teach us the most. As Dumbledore and Harry Potter says, I know I always quote Harry Potter, to have been loved so deeply, even though the person who loved us is gone, will give us some protection forever. There's a reason why they came into your life, and your mission is to figure out why, to gain from it, to learn from it, to realize how they changed you, and hopefully you probably changed them as well. I had a friend who um, went out with someone, they were actually like about to get engaged, and they broke it off, and she was completely heartbroken, and she went to a Mekubal. Yes, she was also Sephardi. And he said to her, the right guy at the wrong time is the wrong guy. They ended up getting back together two years later. But that quote honestly stayed with me because it is true. You could have someone who is amazing for you, right? Who has all of the great qualities. But if it's not the right timing, if they're not in the right place, if they're not able to give you what you need, then they're the wrong person for you. Sometimes through a breakup, you actually become the person for them. You know, somebody asked me after a breakup, they said, well, what, if I, what if I lost that person forever, right? Like I made a mistake, I didn't appreciate them. I, you know, she got tired of waiting for me and she just moved on. What if, what if she won't take me back? And I said to him, and I'll say this to you, if you become a different person, and now you appreciate them and you're willing to give to them what they now need, right? If you if you say to her, I am ready to commit to you, like I realize that you are the love of my life, you're a different person and a different person always gets another chance. And this kind of leads to the question, the question part of this. I, I opened up um, for you guys to ask me questions about clarity and closure and I, I picked three that I felt were um, the most applicable to everyone. So the first question is, I would love to hear when and how to revisit something for closure. So kind of like my litmus test here for revisiting something, and I'm all for revisiting, is did the reasons why it ended changed, right? Like, let's say that you were in a program in Boston and he was in a program in California. You were in school, like the long distance was killing it. And now it's been two years and now you're both living in New York City that's a great time to revisit, right? To see if, if there's potential again, because the reason changed. If the reason didn't change, right? If the issue was that there was no attraction or there was no connection or there was um, a family situation or like I mentioned before, medication or anything that the other person was not willing to deal with, if that hasn't changed, then there's really no point on revisiting. Now, I am going to say this. If you find yourself still thinking about the person, right? Like you just, you can't get over them. 
right? Whether it was real or not, whether it was a fantasy or it actually happened, if you feel like I keep comparing everyone to this person, I just want to go out with them again, reach out. You don't have to do it directly to them. You could do it through a shadchan or through whoever set you up last time, through a mutual friend. Most likely, they're going to say no. But sometimes that no allows you to move forward. Second question. How do you get closure when the other side can't give a reason other than it just doesn't feel right? So I mentioned before about writing them a letter, which I highly recommend. And I also think this really boils down to you being honest with yourself about why this didn't really work out. We tend to look at past relationships with pink colored glasses, right? We tend to think they were perfect. And it's almost like the more frustrated you are with the shidduch system, you kind of hold on to the one and only thing that felt the closest. And it's very easy to overlook everything else. So I, I can assure you that there were things why it didn't work out, aside from the fact that the person wasn't willing to commit to you and didn't want to commit to you, which is that alone is a pretty big reason. But if you look really deeply and inwardly, you can really come to find the reason why it, it wasn't Shayach. Um, I actually heard this quote and I thought it was amazing. It's by somebody named Sylvester McNutt, which I have, I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right. And he says, closure happens right after you accept that letting go and moving on is more important than projecting a fantasy of what could have been. I know, it's unbelievable, right? Closure happens right after you accept that letting go and moving on is more important than projecting a fantasy of what could have been. Which really leads us to our last question is, how do you know when you miss them versus the idea of them versus the idea of how it could have been with them? This is obviously something very subjective, so it's hard to kind of give like a, an objective or like a wide answer. But I think this is where we kind of come back to what I said before, you need to capture the clarity of why it was in Shayach. This is a hard question to answer because it's obviously something very subjective and it's hard to kind of give like an objective or like a broad answer. But I think this kind of comes back to what we discussed before at going back to capturing that clarity, right? So when you go through the process of really thinking whether on your own or through a mentor, through a coach, through somebody of why that person wasn't for you, you kind of come back to it and you, you kind of come back and, and remind yourself of what were the reasons why it didn't work. Remind yourself that this person was not perfect and be honest with yourself if you're holding on to them because there's a safety and a comfort of having something when at the moment you have nothing. I think that there is a component of projecting a fantasy on people. By the way, people also do this when they hear of a name of someone and they and they haven't even met them. They literally have never gone out and they picture in their head like, wow, that's my soulmate. There is a human comfort in projecting a fantasy, a perfection on someone. It's kind of like a safety blanket, like feeling like, okay, like I'm not desperate. I'm not alone. I'm not part of the shidduch crisis. I'm not going to end up on my own because I have something on the back burner. I think this is also why people struggle with letting somebody go fully because there is a comfort of having something in the back. Like, okay, well, just in case it doesn't work out in five years, like we could just marry each other, right? Like I will settle for you, but I want to keep you there. So I think ultimately it comes down to being honest with yourself. What do you miss? Do you miss them? Which is natural. People have 
a lot of parts to them. You could miss somebody because they were part of your life, but that doesn't mean that you were meant to be together, right? You can miss the friendship aspect. You can miss uh, the flirting aspect. You can mix the connection you had. Maybe you had amazing attraction, but a shkafa wasn't there. And this is, again, where you look back at the reasons why it didn't work. Maybe the reasons changed. Maybe they didn't. But when you kind of capture that clarity, you stay very focused on why did I say no? Why was this not shayach? When you have, again, these thoughts and these ideas, you come back to that. And also just accept and realize that emotions are not linear. Sometimes things kind of spark a feeling or emotion. Things will remind you of that person. And I think that when we try to fight emotions, we actually make them stronger. So just let the wave come. It happened. It came. You thought about them. You, you wish them blessings. And then you say, okay, you were a part of my life. I love the fact that you were there. I appreciated you. And now I'm ready for, for something really for me to come. I, I think people don't realize how sometimes when we hold on to something, we're not able to really fully open and give to ourselves to somebody else. Kind of like the litmus test of if you're ready to date again is to say, are you ready to give again? Are you ready to open up again? Are you willing, excited to do so? One of my favorite Harry Potter quotes is by Dumbledore. He says, do not pity the dead, Harry. Pity the living and above all, those who live without love. Part of living is loving and part of loving is living. And obviously with love, there's pain. But if there's no pain, there's also no gain, right? So I think that if you are hurting, if you are in the process of you've lost love, at least be glad that you felt it. Right? Just because someone is not in your life anymore does not mean that there wasn't something meaningful or beautiful or that you can remember that with a certain fondness of, wow, you came into my life and you left a mark. And you can kind of part ways, giving each other blessings and wishing the best for each other and hopefully with clarity and closure. I wish you all the best and we'll talk soon. Mm -hmm.